We begin today the Gemara on Dafayin Chesam Aleph, the second line from the top of the Yamad. Amar Av Yehuda, Koyen Gadol Balmona Loikishtayim. A Koyen Gadol that gets married to an Almona, and similar would also be a Koyen Hediyeh that gets married to a Grusha and a Chalala. These are compared to each other. So you get Malchus actually twice for doing this Yisra. Achas Mishum Loikach. One time the Torah there says Loikach, which means the, the Yisra of marrying, the Kedushin. As we learned already in the beginning of the Masechta, Kicha is the term for marriage. And Va'achas Mishum Lo And the second time is when he actually has Bia, the relation with her. So then there's an Isra of Lo that uh, he's making, he's desecrating her. So this is the second time Malchus for that. So the Gemara asks, if you're dividing this this way, Vilil Kinami, then you should get a third time Malchus, Mishum Lo Yechalel when he has a relation with his wife, he's not only being mechaleler, but he's actually also being mechalel, the zera that's born. The, the Torah adds the word zaroi, that the, the child that's born becomes a chalal, and the Torah is telling you alav, do not be mechalel, your child that's born. So he should be also chay of Malchus for being mechalel the zera. And to the Gemara, you're right, and if Itake would have a zera, he would be chay of Malchus a third time for that. But over here, what Rav Yudu was talking about, b'shaloi gomar biyasei, when the beer, the relation with this woman was, was just the beginning of the act, and then there's no child that's going to be born from this. Over there, he's high for the Kiddushin, and he's high for the what's called Hara, the beginning of the beer, a second Malchus. <coughs> Masiv Rav, uh, Rav asks on this Halacha of Rav Yehuda, the Mishnah says in Masech Tamakis, Almana o Grusha, that for marrying an Almana and a Grusha, Loike, Mishum Shnei Shemis. You get Malchus. For two Isurim, Kain Gadol married an Almana, which is also a Grusha, you get twice Malchus. So, my love, don't you think, what does this mean? Shnei Shemis, you get Malchus twice, which is one for Almana and one for Grusha Vesulai, and not more than that. According to what Rav Yehuda said, you should be getting two for Almana and two for Grusha, because for each one, there's the Loyikach and the Loyichalo. So the Gemara answers, that's not the meaning of that Mishnah. Shnei Shemis Alzeh, Shnei Shemis Alzeh. What that Mishnah means to say is that yeah, there are two general Isurim here, which is the Grusha and the, Chalo, and the Grusha and the Almana. That's what that Mishnah meant. But for each one of them, you're going to get twice. One for Lo Yikach and one for Lo Yichal, as Rabbi Yudha said. So now the Gemara explains the continuation of that Mishnah. When it says there further, Grusha V'chalutza. A kind that marries a woman that was a grusha, and then she was also a chalutza. She got later a chalitza from uh, from another man. In a al achas, he only chayev one time malchus because, as we'll see, a grusha is an ism and for a kind to marry. A chalutza is not an ism and so he only chayev one. So here, this expression in a ela achas sounds like it's saying literally that you only chayev one time malchus. According to Rav Yehuda, for grusha alone, you should be chayev malchus twice. One for the Kedushin, lo yikach, and one for the Bia, lo yichalop. So here as well, the Gemara says, Hachi ka'amar, eina chayev ela al achas. You only chayev on one of the two. Even if she's a grusha and a chalutza, you'll only be chayev for the fact that she's a grusha. But lo yolam shnei shemis. Really, you're going to be chayev uh, twice, lo yikach and lo yichalop for the grusha. Now the Gemara asks on this, v'chalutza de Rabbanan? Is it true that the Isser of a Kayan to marry a woman that received Chalitza, is this only with the Rabbanon? But Vatanya, we learned in the Braise, Grusha, when the Torah says a Kayan should marry a Grusha, only a Grusha. I would think that it's only a woman that was divorced. Chalitza minayin. How do I know that a woman that we got a Chalitza, that she's also asked to marry a Kayan? 
So the Brisa says, Talmud Loima, the, the Pasik, when it speaks about the Isra of Grusha, it says an extra letter there, it says, Ve'isha, Ve'isha Grusha. So from this I see that the Vav, the extra Vav, is saying that not only the Grusha, but even a Chalutza that's similar to a Grusha, is also Asa to Akain. So I see that there's a Drash in the Pasik, it should be Yisim and Atayra. So the Gemara answer is now Midrabanon. The Isra of Chalutza is only Midrabanon, Okra Asmachta Balma. And the drasha that is learned out here from the word Ve'isha is just an asmachtet. The Chazal found a remez in the Pasuk, but it's not really, uh, <coughs> it's not really, it doesn't mean that it's Isra Menatayra. You have always in the Gemara, whenever the Gemara talks about the Isra of Akai marrying a Grusha, it always brings together Grusha and Chalutza. But the Amos says, as you see here, that Chalutza is Medirabanon and Grusha is Isra Menatayra. Omer Abaye, Abaye said, Kideish loike, a kain that's mekadesh, a woman that's also for him, the grusha and so on. So he gets malchus for the kiddushin, as we said before, laikach. Baal, then he has a relation with her loike. He gets malchus for that. Again, a second time malchus with the loyachal, as Rabbi Yehuda said before. Kiddush, and he expels out. Kiddush loike, mishum loyikach, and Baal loike, mishum loyachal. So each one is separate. In other words, they're not dependent one on another. You can get malchus for one even with, uh, for, for Kiddush separately and for the Baal separately. Rav Ahmed, that is, Rav says, Baal loike. If he was Mekadashar and he was Baal, he had a relation with her, then he'll get Malkus twice, like Rav Yudha said. But loy Baal, if he was Mekadashar, this woman that's also for him, but he, he, he did Kiddushin, but there was no Beila afterwards, ain't it loike. He doesn't, there's no Malkus at all. So they're, they're, they're connected, it goes together. The Torah says, don't be Mekadashar and don't desecrate her. Which means, why is there an Isra of Kiddushim for this woman that's possible for him? Because he's going to be Mechal. So only if he had a relation with her, then he's going to be over on both Laven of But if it's just one, just the Kiddushim itself, you're not going to be over. Right? Nothing. You're not going to get Marcus via the one. Uh, this Gemara says, Abaye. Abaye will agree. So even though Abaye said before that when it comes over here to the Isser of a Kayan marrying this woman that's possible for him. So over here, Abaye says that there's separately a love for the Kiddushan and separately for the, for the BF to be boiler. But there's another kind of soul, not by a Kayan. So Abai would be made the Bemachsa Grushosai, the Isser of a man to remarry a wife that he divorced and already got was married to someone else, that if he now wants to marry her again, so there's the Isser for him to take back his Grusha, She'im Kiddish, Veloy Baal, that if he was Makadish's Grusha and he was not Baal, She'ain Aleike, that over there there won't be Malchus, and even Abai would be made to this. And why is that? Because what's the expression the Pasik there says about remarrying this Grusha? Lakachta Liois Loy Leisha. It doesn't just say Lakachta, it says it starts off saying Lakachta, which Lakachta means that he's Makadashur, he takes her, he's Makadashur, but then it says Liois Loy Leisha, Omar Achman. The Torah says to be a wife friend, the Liois Loy Leisha means Bia. So only if he was Makadashur and there was Bia as well, then there's going to be Malkus. But one without the other, there, there won't be any Malkus. So if he was only Makadashur and he wasn't Bayal, so then you can't say Liois Loy Leisha. Another thing the Gemara says, Rava will be made that if a Kohen Gadol marries an Almana, which is not allowed, that over here, by the Kohen Gadol marrying an Almana, that if he was Bayaler, and he was even without being Mekadashur, that he does get Malchus. 
because over here it's by Almana where the Torah uses the expression of that he shouldn't desecrate a child. And if he had the bia and he has a zera, so then he was machalal. So therefore you get smalkas just for the bia alone. So even Rava that said that the loyikach and loyichalal goes together, that's by the isra of a regular coin. But by a coin godl with an almana, there the Torah writes separately, zaray. So over there I say that yuchayiv malkus even just for the bia. Now, both of them will agree, going back to the case of if a person remarries a grusha in a case that he's not allowed, that before the Gemara spoke about if he was just Makadashur and he wasn't boil her. Now the Gemara speaks about the opposite. What's if he was just boil her and he did not, he was never Makadashur? That for this, there's no Malkus. Why? Because derech likuchen asra the Torah answers only if it's through Likuchen, which means a Kedushin. Because the Lashon of the Pasuk is, as the Gemara quoted, Lekachta lias leilisha. Lekachta means Kedushin, Kiche. So it has to be both the Likuchen and the, the, the Bia in order to be high of Malkus. But you just said before that it could be Likuach. No, it has to be both. Lekachta lias leilisha. I don't know, there, if it's Kiddush, if it's Kiddush, v'loi Baal, ain't like it. And now the Gemara is saying the reverse, that if it's Baal, v'loi Kiddush, it's also ain't like it, because the Lashon of the Pasuk is very clear, it's putting together both. It has to be, in order to be Chayiv Malkis for Machsik Rishosai, it has to be both together. Kachta, Lies, Leilisha. When it comes to the, the, the Isser of a Kayin marrying someone that's possible to him, over there the Pasuk's not so clear. It says, Lo Yikach, and then it says, Lo Yichalo. It's not clear in the Pasuk that these two are contingent on one another. So there, there's a Machlaikis of a Ba'ibarav, if you need both to be Chayiv Malkus, or you can separate them. But by Machsik Rishasai, the Torah clearly says, Lo Kachto, It has to be both the Kiddushin and the Biyat to be Chayiv Malkus. Going back now to what it said in the Mishnah, and here there was a machlekes regarding marrying a child from a ger. Is a kayan allowed to marry a child born from a ger? So the Mishnah brought the first opinion of Yehuda Oime, Bas Ger, the daughter of a ger, if the father was a ger, even if the mother is not a ger, Piyotis, Zachar, is Kebas Chalol. It's like the daughter of a Chalol. Just like the daughter of a Chalol is possible to marry a kayan, she becomes a Chalala. The same with the daughter of a ger is possible to marry a kayan. So what's the source for this? Tanya Rabbi Yudah said, Bas Ger Zachar, the daughter of a Ger, which is a Zachar, is Kabas Chal Zachar. It's like the daughter of a Chalala Zachar, which will be possible. And Vadin Noisen, we have the following Kalvachaymit to prove this. You can learn out the Bas Ger from the Bas Chalal. Why? Ma Chalal. If when it comes to a Chalal, Shaba Mitipak Shaira. So this Chalal, he himself is born from a Tipak Shaira. His parents are Kashariyim. Right, so the, the, let's say the mother was a grusha and the father was a kayin. The, the mother is a kashriyid and the father is a kashriyid. They, they got married to one another. They did an aveda by getting married to one another. And therefore the child that's born is a halal. But the, the, the parents are tipak shayda. They're, they're kashriyid. So be toipsula, the daughter of this halal will be possible to marry a kayin. Ger, shabami tipapsula. A ger that comes, who's the ger's parents? The ger's parents are goyim. So the Geras parents are tip of Sula. They're parents that are not part of Klal Yisrael. So Einadim, for sure we should say, Shebitoi Psula, that the daughter of this Geras should for sure be possible to get married to a Kayan. 
But the Gemara asks on this, you can't, you can't learn out because I'll tell you there's a bigger, there's a chesar and there's a certain disadvantage that there is by the Cholol. When it comes to the Cholol, the whole creation of the Cholol is through an Aveda. The, 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 the mother and the father, they got married Ba'aveda, so the whole creation of the Cholol is Ba'aveda. The creation of this Ger is not Ba'aveda. His parents are Goyim, and he was born from his parents, which were Goyim, but he's, he wasn't created through any Aveda. So maybe the daughter of the Ger is kosher to marry a Kain. Says the Gemara, Kain Gadol Ba'almana Yechiach. I'll prove to you regarding the Kain Gadol that gets married to an Almana. She'ein Yitzirosei Ba'aveda. So over here, the Kohen Gadol that marries the Almana, you can't say that this Kohen Gadol was born with an Aveda. The Almana wasn't born with an Aveda either. These two people, none of them were born with Aveda. And Bitoi Psula, their daughter that, uh, that's born from this relation between the Kohen Gadol to the Almana, the daughter is going to be possible, even though they weren't born with an Aveda. So same thing regarding this Ger. This Ger, even though his parents were not uh, created by Aveda, Nevertheless, the child should be puzzled. But the child was created by Aveda. One second, one second. The Gemara asks, Malakai and Godel, that's what it asks right now, but by the Kayan Godel, Baumane, how could you learn now the daughter of a Ger should be puzzled to marry a Kayan from, from a Kayan Godel that marries an Almana? By a Kayan Godel that marries an Almana, she came Beyonce Baveda. Their relationship is Baveda. True, the Kayan Godel himself is not created Baveda. The Kayan Godel is a Kayan Godel. The Almana is an Almana. She's not created Baveda, but their relation, though, their the be between them is Baveda. So and so, therefore, the child that's born from this Kohen Gadol Balmana is born through an Aveda. Right. So what the Gemara is basically saying is, you can't learn out a daughter of a Get should be possible to marry a Kohen from the daughter of a Chalol, because by the case of the Chalol, the parents are a Tipak Sheda. The, par- the parents over there are. Um, again, I'm sorry, no, but the. The, the mother said you can't learn out from there because by the Cholol, his creation is Baveda. The whole existence of the Cholol came through an act of an Aveda. Mm. On the other hand, you can't learn out a Bas Ger from the Almana that gets married to a Kohen Gadol because by the Almana that got married to the Kohen Gadol, the Bia, the act between them, that's an Aveda. By the case of a Bas Ger, there's no, there's no act of any Aveda. In, in the, this, this Ger got married to a, to a woman and there's no Aveda involved over here. So the Gemara says, one second, uh, where am I holding? Cholol uh, Yechiach, says the Gemara, so I can go, I go back to learning it out from Cholol. And now this, uh, this, uh, this is uh, what's called a, a, a Tzad Hashove. The Gemara says, you can't learn out the daughter of a Ger, not from the daughter of a Cholol separately. You can't learn out from the daughter of a Kohen Gol that married an Amana separately. And uh, each one of them has a different chumre that are not the same to, to one another. And therefore, what do we say? So when you see that the daughter of a Kohen Gadol that married an Almana is possible, and you see another din, that the daughter that married, the, the daughter from a Cholol that is, is possible. But each one of them has a certain chumre which is not the same. But there is a common denominator between them. And what is that? That this is a, a daughter that was born from parents that are different than most of the Eden. How are they different than most of the Eden? Either because the very creation of the parent is Baveda, or because the act of the Bia between the parents is Baveda. So therefore, this is a child that's born from parents which is different than most of Klal Yisrael. And the daughter that's born is going to be possible to marry the Kain. 
so too I can learn out from them regarding the daughter of a ger that this daughter that was born from a ger is different than Revakal. Why is she different than Revakal? Because of her grandparents are going. In that sense, she's different than most of Yidin. So therefore, I should say the same thing that her daughter is possible. But the Gemara doesn't accept this this limo, this 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 uh, That is why not? The Gemara says, You're trying to learn out over here from the daughter of a cholol and the daughter of a kohen gadol that married an almana, and you're trying to tell me that there's a common denominator, but there isn't because if you look at the, uh, those two that you're learning out from, shekain yeshbem tzadaveda, you're learning out from a, a daughter of a cholol and the daughter of a kohen gadol that married an almana. Over there, there's an aveda involved in the birth of this uh, child. Either the Cholol was created through an Aveda, or the act of the relation between the Kohen Gadol and Almon is an Aveda. So over there, there's an Aveda involved. By a daughter of a Ger, what Aveda is there by a daughter of a Ger? By a daughter of a Ger, there's, there's no Aveda involved. So how could you parcel this daughter of a Ger to a Kohen if there's no Aveda here? So the Gemara says, you're right, this is not the Gzeda Shava, we're going to have to say different. We're not learning out from the Kohen Gadol that marries an Almana, because there there would be, a, there's an Aveda, and I can't compare it to the Ger, where there's no Aveda. El, or rather say, We're going to learn out from a first-generation Mitzri that marries a first-generation Mitzris. And what do you see over there? A first-generation Mitzri that marries a first-generation Mitzris, and they're Gaidim, they're also Gaidim. But the child is born, which is a second-generation Mitzri, is possible to marry a Kohen, is actually possible to marry into Klal Yisrael. Only the third-generation Mitzri is allowed to marry into Klal Yisrael. So from, from, from there we learn out also to a ger, that the daughter of a ger should be possible to marry a kohen. But the Gemara says, so here's how the Tzadah Shava goes. Ma'al mitzri rishayin, how could you learn out a daughter from a regular ger? From the daughter of a mitzri rishayin, by the mitzri rishayin, she can't ain't roi love bekal. The mitzri rishayin is not roi to marry into Klal Yisrael at all. By a, a daughter of a regular ger, the, the ger is allowed to marry into Klal Yisrael. So how can you compare from there? And on that, I'll answer you, Cholol Yechiach. I'm going to learn out, I can't learn out the daughter of a Ger from a Mitzri, but instead I'll, I'll, instead I'll, I'll learn it out from a Cholol. But you can't learn out from Cholol either, because as the Gemara said before, a Cholol is an individual that's created through an Aveda. A Ger, a daughter of a Ger, is not created through an Aveda. So you can't learn out a daughter of a Ger from a Cholol. And again, as we said before, V'chazer Adin, so this Tzadashav, if you want to learn out from one, I'll tell you you can't. And Lady Zekirizeh, the Chumre that each one has is not the same Chumre. So therefore, it's not that Chumre that causes the Din. Rather, Hatzadashav Shabahen. What is the common denominator of a Cholol, the daughter of a Cholol that's possible? And the daughter of a Mitzri, which is possible, Shein and Berev Kol, that they're different than the Raiv of Klal Yisrael. Ubi Psula, and the daughter is possible. Afin is a Ger. So therefore I say the same thing with the daughter of a Ger, Shein Berev Kol, that the daughter of a Ger is not similar to the rest of Klal Yisrael. Why not? Because the grandparents are Goyim. Ubi Psula, and the daughter is going to be possible. Now the Gemara asks on this Tzad as well, how can you compare Ma'al HaTzad HaShoveh Shebehen Shekem Paislim Bibi We're learning out from a Cholol and we're learning out from a Mitzri. If you look at both a Cholol and a Mitzri, if a woman has a relation with a Cholol or a Mitzri, what happens? She becomes possible to marry a Kayin. A woman that has a relation with someone that's also to her, Someone that's puzzle, it puzzles it to marry a kain. So a woman that has a relation with a cholol or a mitzri, she becomes puzzle to marry a kain. But a, a woman that has a relation with a ger, 
Does that passel her for marrying a Kayan? Doesn't passel her for marrying a Kayan? So how could you compare the daughter of a Ger to the daughter of a Mitzri and the daughter of a Cholol? So the Gemara says, actually, Rabbi Yehuda actually holds that a woman that has a relation with a Ger shall also become possible to marry a Kayan. And how does he know this? And he actually learns it out from the very same Gzeda Shava that we're learning over here. We have this Gzeda Shava of a Cholol and a Mitzri. So up until now, the Gemara is using this, this not Gzeda Shava, if I say it, it's, it's Tzada Shava. The Gemara is learning out from a Cholol and a Mitzri, that just like by a Cholol and a Mitzri, the child is possible to marry a Kayin. So too, regarding a child of a Ger, He'll be, he'll be possible or she'll be possible to marry a Kayin. But now the Gemara is saying, according to Rabbi Yehuda, we use the very same Tzad HaShavah to say that the woman that has a relation with a Ger will be possible. And we learn it out from the Chalol and the Mitzri as well. Just like a woman that has a relation with a Chalol is possible to marry a Kayin. A woman that has a relation with a Mitzri is possible to marry a Kayin. So too, the woman that uh, has a relation with a Ger is possible then to go and marry a Kayin. So therefore, according to Rabbi Yehuda, we have over here at Tzad HaShavah, this is the source to say that the daughter of a Ger is possible to marry a Kayin. Okay, now the Gemara brings that in the Mishnah, there was actually a few opinions about this. Rabbi Yehuda ben Yaakov, the Gemara said that there's another few opinions about this. Uh, and Rashi over here brings uh, the various opinions that there is on this matter. First, let's see one more line over here in the Gemara. The Gemara says, Tanya Rabbi Shimon ben Yoichi Yoime, Rabbi Shimon ben Yoichi says, so she was Megayer when she was less than three years old. She'll be kosher to marry a Kayin. Okay, and and the, the reason is because if she's Megayer less than three years old, so even if someone had a relation with this girl at that such a young age, but the besulim that she has, their virginity grows back. And therefore she's now a besulah. And so she can get married. She's not a Zaina anymore because her, it comes back. So therefore she can marry a Kayin. And he brings a source from this. What you see, the Pasuk says, When they came back from the war in Midian and they brought back men, women, children. So the, so Rabbeinu tells them, the Taf, the little children, that then you could keep alive. So the Gemara understands what Taf are we talking about. We're talking about these Taf that are below the age of three. And if these girls are going to be Megayer, you can keep them alive, you can get married to them. So the Gemara says, but Who was with them? Who went to fight the war with the Eden? Pinchas. And Pinchas is a Kayin. And it's, the Pasuk is saying, What does mean? That Pinchas, which is a Kayin, is allowed to marry this girl that came from Midian, that was younger than three years old, and that was Megayer. So therefore, Rabbi Shem Yechi says, as long as the child was Megayer, less than three years old, she's allowed to marry a Kayin. The Rabbanon, the Rabbanon that disagree, the Rabbanon that say that a Giyadis cannot marry a Kayin, when it says there, what does it mean? All it meant is that you can leave these children alive and they'll be for you as slaves, a maidservant, but not for marriage. Because not, not to marry a Kayin, not Kampinchis, which was a Kayin, cannot marry a Giyadis. Okay, so Bekitzer, now here Rashi says, it comes out that we have four different opinions regarding a Kayin marrying someone that comes from Gadim. Right, so the first opinion is Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said, if the father is a ger, you're not allowed to marry the daughter of, uh, of uh, the father is a ger. If the mother is a geyitis, then it doesn't matter. It all, it all depends on uh, the, the father. If the mother is a geyitis, then the child could marry a kind. It all depends on the father. That's uh, Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says that as long as either the father or the mother are, a, uh, are, are not a ger, she can, she, the daughter can marry a, a kind. 
It has to be at least one parent that's not a ger. And then that's, it's okay. Now Rabbi Yaisi in the Mishnah said, even if both parents are gerim, the mother's a gerim, the father's a ger, the child could still marry a, a kayan. Now here we have Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon goes a step further and says that even this child that's born, the child herself is a gerim. But if, as long as she became a ger after... Uh, before she's three years old, after she's born, but before she's three years old, even this Giyaitis herself could marry a Kayin. Those are the four opinions here. And now, the Gemara here is going to bring a Pasik where each one of these opinions interprets this Pasik according to his opinion. Says the Gemara of Akula and all these four opinions, Mikra Echadarshu. They learn it out from this one Pasik over here. This is a Pasik in Yecheskel, actually. Now, it's not in Chumash, but in this Pasik in Yecheskel, you see here these four Shittis. It says, Almano Grusha Lo Yukochalem Lenoshim, that the Kayin should not marry an Almano or a Grusha, Kiyim Besulois Mizera Beis Yisrael. They should only marry Besulois from Zera Beis Yisrael. Now, what does this term of Zera Beis Yisrael mean? In, in some way, Zera Beis Yisrael seems to be excluding someone that is not, is a Ger, someone that doesn't come from Zera Beis Yisrael. So here, Rabbi Yehuda says as follows Rabbi Yehuda Sovar Ad the Is. Kol Zera Mi Yisrael, that you can only marry a child from a Ger if Kol Zera Mi Yisrael. Now, what does Kol Zera mean? So Rashi here explains that there's a Zera from the father and there's a Zera from the mother. There's the seed from the father and the seed from the mother. Kol Zera Mi Yisrael means, Kol Zera means the stronger source of the seed. The main seed comes from the father. So as long as the father, Kol Zera means that the father is a Yid, so then the child is kosher to marry a kain, even if the mother is a giyadis. That's the way Rabbi Yudah understands the Pasuk. Rabbi Yezer... What does he say the word kol? That's how he darshans it. Mizera, Yisrael. You're right. It doesn't say in the Pasuk kol, but the word, he means, Zera Beis Yisrael means that it just says Zera. It doesn't spell out. And we understand that it means the Iker Zera. That's how Rashi puts it. The Iker of the Zera, which is the father, that has to be a yid. Eliezer ben Yaakov Sava, Eliezer ben Yaakov says that it, it says mi zera, he takadashans, it says mi zera, that means vafilamiksa zera. Any of the zera that this child comes from is from a yid, whether the father or even the mother. The mother's zera is less than the father, still the child will be kosher. Now Rabbi Yaisi Sava, Rabbi Yaisi says, mi shenizru bi Yisrael, that as long as this child was born, bi Yisrael, that meaning even if both parents were gating, but it doesn't matter. They were already Megayer. Once they're already Megayer, so this child was born, once his parents are Yidin. So then the, the child will be kosher to marry a Kayan. Rabbi Yechi says it goes even further, even regarding this girl herself that was Megayer. As long as her Besulim, her virginity comes back as a Yid, she'll be kosher to marry a Kayan. So therefore, if she became a Geyidus under the age of three, even if someone had a relation with her at that age, but the nature is that the Besulim comes back. So therefore, her Besulim comes back when she's a Yid, and therefore she'll be kosher to marry a Kayan. This is going on, this Pasuk over here that we just quoted. You take a look here in the, in the bottom, at least in, at least in this Gemara, they quote the entire Pasuk here on the side. So the Pasuk starts off saying, as, as was quoted, So the first part of the Pasuk says that you should not marry, not an Almana, not a Grusha. But in the second half of the Pasuk, it says right away, that an Almana you could marry. So the Gemara here is going to ask, there's a clear contradiction in this Pasik. Hi, Kro, what's going on over here? This Pasik, Reshe Bekain Gadl, 
The first part of the Pasuk seems to be talking about a Kayan Gadol, because it says that, you, that a Kayan should not marry, not an Almun, Almana, not a Grusha. That's the Allah of the Kayan Gadol. And the Sefer, the Kayan Hadid. The second half of the Pasuk is talking about a Kayan Hadid, because in the second half of the Pasuk it says that you can marry an Almana. That's the Allah of a Kayan Hadid. He's not allowed to marry a Grusha, but he's allowed to marry an Almana. Amalei, so he, so he said to him, Rav Nachman said, you're right, in, true. And, Ukasav Krahachi. And that's how the Torah, so, so he asked him, that is, the Kosav Kro Hachi, is the, is the Torah right this way? The first part of the Pasuk is talking about one Indian, about the Kayan Gadol. The second part of the Pasuk is talking about a Kayan Hadith. Amalei, Sarav Nachman said, in, yeah, sometimes a Pasuk writes in a way that you have to divide the first and the second half of the Pasuk. And he brings him another Pasuk where you see this. The Pasuk says, V'nere l'kim, the light of Hashem, Terem Yichpeh, before it was extinguished. This refers to when uh, Elia Kayan passed away. Shmuel and Shmuel, a navi, is lying in the house of Hashem, and Shmuel became a navi. He, he, he the Gemara brought this before. Ba Hashemesh, Hashemesh. That is when Eli passes away, so the light of Shmuel comes up. So if you read the simple pshat of the pasuk, it sounds like when it says here Hechal Hashem, it's saying that Eli passes away and Shmuel was lying there. Where was he lying? He was lying in the Hechal in the base of Mikdash. But the Gemara asks, you can't read this pasuk together because you're not even allowed to sit in the Azara unless you're a king from David from that comes from David Amelech. For sure, you're not allowed to lie there. How would the pasuk say that Shmuel was lying there? Ella, you have to divide this pasuk. When it says the words it's going on the first part of the pasuk that Eli, the Eli Akain, which was his light was extinguished. And then a Shmuel Shaykhiv, Shmuel was lying Bimakaima, wherever he was in his place, not, not over there, Bahechal Hashem. So just like you have to divide that Pasik over here as well, you have to divide this Pasik. The first half of the Pasik is talking about a Kayan Gadol, and the second half is talking about a Kayan Adyat. Now the Gemara explains another detail in this Pasik. The Lashon of the Pasik is when it says that a Kayan is allowed to marry an Almana, it says, Vaho Almana, Ashatiya Almana Mikayan, this Almana, and who's she an Almana from? She's an almana from a Kayan. Her husband was a Kayan and the husband died and now she's an almana. Yikachu. That's an almana that a Kayan Hadid could marry. So the Gemara asks him this, is that true? Mi Kayan in, an almana that was married to a Kayan, a Kayan is allowed to marry, Mi Yisrael, an almana that was married to a Yisrael, a Kayan Hadid is not allowed to marry. It's not true. Any, any almana, a Kayan Hadid is allowed to marry. What is, what's, what's this Pasuk saying here? So the Gemara has two pshatim for this. This is what the Pasuk is saying. One pshat is, the word means to say, the other kainim, meaning not the kain gadol, they're allowed to marry this almana. That's what the Pasuk is saying here. The first part of the Pasuk is speaking about the kain gadol, that's not allowed to marry the almana. The second half of the Pasuk is saying, from the other kainim, besides the kain gadol, they can marry this almana. This is what we learned in the Braisa, Hachi as well in the Braisa. Mikayin, Yikachu, what does Mikayin Yikachu mean? Mishar Kayinim Yikachu, from the other Kayinim, not the Kayin Gadol, they can marry this, uh, this Amana. It's one pshat. Rabbi Yudah says another pshat. Menamasiyim lekohone Yikachu. What the Pasuk is saying over here is, the Almana of a person that his daughter could marry a Kayin, his wife could also marry a Kayan. What does this mean? So what's this drasha going on? So Rabbi Yehuda is, is the shit that we already had before here, Namad Aleph, Rabbi Yehuda L'taymei. Rabbi Yehuda explains this Pasuk according to his reasoning. And this is regarding a Ger, the daughter of a Ger, 
and the wife of a ger. Damar, what did Rabbi Yudu say? Bas ger zachar, kebas cholol zachar. The daughter of a ger is the same like the daughter of a cholol, and that is that you, she can't marry a kain. And what does he say? Kol If you can marry the daughter, you can marry the wife of, of this man as well. But if you can't marry the daughter, like in this case, if it's the daughter of a ger, and you can't marry the daughter, you can't marry the wife of a ger as well. As the Gemara said in Amar Aleph, you learn out from a tzada shaveh, that both the daughter of a ger and the wife of a ger, which became an almana now, cannot marry a kain, And that's what the Pasuk is saying over here. Only if it's from someone that, that a kain is allowed to marry the daughter, then the kain is allowed to marry the almana of this man as well, but not the, the almana of a ger. Can't marry a kain. That's Rabbi Yudas Shitta. So the opinion of the Mishnah that was the most uh, lenient was Rabbi Yaisi Av Gersh Nasigiyadis, a daughter. Both parents are gaiden. The daughter could marry a kain. We pass on like Rabbi Yaisi that the daughter of both both parents gaiden could marry a kain. We pass on like Rabbi Yaisi. But the Gemara says, from after the Besamikdash was destroyed, the Kainim were Noyeg, a Chumra for themselves, like the opinion of Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov. What did Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov say? That you have to have at least one parent should be a Yisrael. Whether the father, whether the mother should be a Yisrael, only then could the child marry a Kainim. But it's not Meikir Adin, this was a Chumra that the Kainim would do. Told me, if a Kayan comes and asks a Shaila whether he's allowed to marry a, a daughter of a Ger, we tell him that he should do like Rabbi Yezab bin Yaakov, that as long as one parent is a Yisrael, he can marry a Kayan. The, the, the child, that is, could marry this Kayan. But Nasa, if a daughter from both parents gave him, Married a Kayin, we're not going to take her out of this marriage. But the Yevad, once she's married, she can stay married to the Kayin. Like Rabbi Yaisi said, because we pass on like Rabbi Yaisi, that both parents could be Gaidim and the child could marry a Kayin. A man comes along and says, Here, this child is a Mamzer. He wasn't born for me and my wife. He says, This child, my wife was pregnant from someone else that was Mizana with her, and therefore this child is a Mamzer. Ain't an Ammon. He's not believed to pass his child to say that he's a Mamzer. Not only that, even if both parents, the father and mother, are both saying regarding a pregnancy that this fetus here is a Mamzer who ain't an Ammon. They're not both believed, they're not believed to say that uh, this, this uh, Mubedas, that she's pregnant with a Mamzer. Rabbi Yudah says regarding both cases in the Mishnah, whether the father is saying it, whether the father and mother are saying this, Namanan. They are believed to say that the child is a Mamser. So the Gemara explains the first part of the Mishnah. My Vafile, or actually this is, it goes into the second part of the Mishnah. My Vafile Shneim. What's the Chiddush over here when both the father and the mother are saying that the child is a Mamser that they're not believed? Why is that more of a Chiddush than the first case where only the father is saying that the child is a Mamser? So the Gemara explains, This is a much bigger Chiddush here. Because, Needless to say, if the father comes and says that this child is a Mamzer. So we don't believe the father. Why, why is that needless to say? Because the Lekinle. The father can't know for sure. When he sees his wife is pregnant, he can't know for sure who she's pregnant from. From him or maybe from someone else. Even the mother, she knows who she's pregnant from. 
Nevertheless, she's not going to believe to say that the, the child that she's pregnant with is, is a mamzer. Now, there's another chiddush over here in the second case of the Mishnah. In the first case of the Mishnah, it was talking about the child that was already born. And the father is not believed to say regarding this child that he's a mamzer. In the second part of the Mishnah, it said that it's talking about a woman that's still pregnant. Not only in the first case of the Mishnah, where the child is already born. Once the child is born, he has a chazaka, he has a status of kashras that he's born from kasher to parents. So over there we say that the father is not believed to say that the child is a mamzer. He's not believed, not the father, not the mother. Even the, the mother that's still pregnant. So the child wasn't born yet. The less the chazaka the kashrus, there is no status of kashrus that he has because he wasn't born yet. Nevertheless, the Tanakama holds loy mehemni, the father and the mother are not believed to say that the child is a mamzer. Rabbi Yudayman and Manam, however, Rabbi Yudayman says that the father and the mother are believed to say this. Kedetanya, as we learned in Abrai, so we had this before already, what's the source for this? The Pasik says, Yakir, Yakirenu. What is, Yakir, over there, the Pasik is talking about when they're a Bechayro. You have a person who has uh, two wives, and you have to know who the Bechayr is. So it says there that uh, yeah, What does Yakir mean that he recognizes? The father is the one that could make recognize all others, and he's the one that's believed to say that this is my child, that's a Bechayr. It's from here that Rabbi Yehuda learned out that a person is believed to say, This is my son, and he's a Bechayr. And Rabbi Yudah goes further. Just like a father is believed to say a positive thing, that this is my child, it's a Bechayr. You can come and say a psal on his child, that this child is a Ben Grusha or a Ben Chalutza, or regarding what we said here in our Mishnah, a father is believed to say that his child is a Mamzer. However, Chachamim disagree, like we learned in our Mishnah. The father is not believed. The father is believed to say that the child is a Bechayr, but the, fa- the, ch- the father is not believed to say regarding the child that the child is possible, that the child is a mamzer. Oh, later of Nachman by Yitzchak Lerave. So Rav Nachman Yitzchak asks Rave on the Chachamim, Bish, Yehude. We understand according to Rabbi Yehude, Hainu Dechsiv Yakir. The Pasik has to say Yakir that the father is believed to say and recognize who his child is. Not only to say that he's a Bechayr, but also to say if he's kosher, if he's posel. Why is it Titus saying Yakir? And as we'll see soon, the Gemara is going to point out that to say that the father is believed to say that his child is a Bechayr, that's not a Chiddush. Seemingly, that's not a Chiddush, as the Gemara is going to explain in a moment. So why, why does the Titus say Yakir regarding the, the fact that the father is believed to say that the child is a Bechayr? So the Gemara explains. There is a case where you do need the father's testimony to say that this child is a Bechayr. And the Gemara explains, when is this? In what case do you have to rely, is the Pasekir saying a Chiddush, that you have to rely on the father's testimony that his child is a Bechayr? Is it to say that he's a Bechayr? And what happens with a Bechayr? A Bechayr gets a double portion of the inheritance. But, pshita, it's obvious that the father would be believed for this. The Pasik doesn't have to say this Chiddush, that we believe the father. Why do I need a Pasik? And why would it be obvious that the father is believed? So the Gemara explains, because Migu, so if the father decides that he wants to give this Bechayr a, a gift, that he should get a double portion of the inheritance, without the inheritance, he could just give it to him as a gift. So if the whole belief of the father here is in relation to him getting a double portion of the inheritance, for sure the father should be believed. 
because it's in his hands to do this anyways. If he's not going to be believed, he'll just give it as a gift to this child. So this is, this is a migu. It's in his hands to do this, so for sure he should be believed. There's no chiddush in this. So why is the Torah saying, Yaakir, that the father is believed? So the Gemara says, What the Pasuk is saying is, the fathers believed even for money, possessions that came to this father afterwards, after he says that this is my Bechayr. And at this point, this is not money or possessions that he has that he can give as a gift to the child. It's not here in the world. You can't give something that's, that doesn't exist yet. So therefore, for this, the Pasuk is saying that the father is believed to say that his child is a Bechayr, that he should get Yerusha even from something that he doesn't even have yet. <clears throat> no, but we, it, it gets it before, before he passes away. But the Gemara asks on this, However, according to Rav Meir's opinion, what does Rav Meir say? A person has the ability to be makna, to give a gift, even something that's not here yet. So right now, today, the father is believed to, to not only give a gift for his son, for things that he has, he's even believed to give a gift, things that he's going to get later. So you could make a deal right now. This child is going to get a double portion from what I have now and from what I'm going to get later. Mm. So the father has that ability. What's the chiddush that he's believed to say that his child, uh, that this is my child, the Bukhair? He can, if he can do it anyways, for sure he's believed to say that the child is a Bukhair. Answers to Gemara. Uh, again, so the question is, Yakir Lomali, why? What's the chiddush that the father is believed? Answers to Gemara. If he gets monies, possessions, when he's a geisus, when he's about to pass away. A geisus, a person that's about to pass away, is, does not have the ability to, be, to give a gift to his child. Ashi says that a geisus doesn't have the ability to give a gift. Tesis over here says maybe a geisus does have the ability to give a gift to a child, but if it's a, that's only if it's a geisus could talk. If it's a geisus that's, that's mamish about to die and he can't open his mouth, he can't talk. So the possessions that he get at, gets at that moment, somehow this father got some Yerusha at that moment, he can't give that to his child. And it's, it's those possessions that the Pasuk is saying, he does not have the ability to give it as a gift to his child, but he's still believed to say that his child is a Bechayr and the child will yashin it. Now she explains over here, the Gemara says specifically Geisis, the Gemara does not say regarding any possessions that the father would get after he passes away, because after a person passes away, whatever else comes into his possession, it's too late. A Bechayr only gets a double portion from what he had when he was alive, not what he gets from after he passed away. So therefore the Gemara says, Dafka the case of Geisis, that the father is believed to say that the child will get a double portion from what he got at that point.